What's up? Welcome back to the On The Ball Podcast. Now, today we're going to be talking about the NBA Draft Lottery that took place last night. It's one of the most anticipated draft lotteries of all time, and it was one of the most exciting draft lotteries of all time. There's a lot of things that went down. It was insane. And the reason that it was all so crazy is because this year they changed the percentages. So, like, in previous years, like, the worst team in the league or the team with the worst record in the NBA would have like a 25% chance to get the number one pick and then it would decrease and decrease uh, by team uh, but this year the top top four teams all have a 14% chance to get the number one pick and then it goes like 10.5% chance then it just keeps going down and then there's a few teams with like a 1% chance to win the lottery um, so, it, it, like, increases everyone's chances to get to win the lottery, everyone at the bottom, and it kind of, it, 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 like, it doesn't reward tanking. Like, so, now, tanking, it, it, last night basically was the the death of tanking. Because if they, if they keep this system, uh, like, tanking's not going to really matter, uh, based on what we saw last night. Because it was crazy. Like, the Knicks had the worst record in the NBA and got the third pick. Four of the top five teams, or four of the worst uh, five teams in the NBA, didn't even get inside the top four. So it, it was crazy. Um, let's go ahead. Um, let me tell you all the lottery in case you, or in the order of the uh, draft lottery in case y'all haven't seen. Number fourteen, the Boston Celtics. Number thirteen, the Miami Heat. Number twelve, the Charlotte Hornets. Number eleven, the Minnesota T- Timberwolves. Number ten, the Atlanta Hawks from Dallas. Uh, oh, also, I'm gonna I'm gonna note to note that the Boston Celtics pick is from Sacramento via Philadelphia. Number number nine, the Washington Wizards. Number eight, the Atlanta Hawks. Number seven, the Chicago Bulls. Number six, the Phoenix Suns. Number five, the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers. Number four, the Los Angeles Lakers. Number three, the New York Knicks. Number two, the Memphis Grizzlies. And number one, the New Orleans Pelicans. So now. This was a crazy draft because uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Phoenix Suns, the Chicago Bulls, and, and the Atlanta Hawks, um, they got picks 5 through 8. They were all, they all had like 4 of the top 5 greatest odds to win the whole lottery. The Atlanta Hawks had like a pretty good chance of getting in the top 5. And they had the 5th highest odds to win the lottery. And they dropped 3 spots. So that was crazy. Basically, last night, um, so I don't really understand a whole lot that goes on in the lottery, like, when one team gets called here and then one team jumps up automatically into the top four. I don't really understand that, but here's what happened. So, last night, um, if Miami gets called first, if they're the 14th pick, then I think Boston and um, Philly could both jump into the top four based on what would happen, um, going forward in the draft in the lottery obviously that didn't happen boston the boston celtics were called first um so that was uh i think that's good for them maybe not no it wasn't good there's something else like they could have gotten they could have got the grizzlies pick this year uh good thing they did it for celtics fans because now they'll get the grizzlies pick next year um so that'll be good and miami heat was called 13th uh basically everything um, like from pick 12 to 14, everything that happened there was supposed to happen. Then at number 11 is where the madness really started. Um, at number 11, the Minnesota Timberwolves were called. 
that shot the Los Angeles Lakers automatically into the top four, which is crazy. Like that, I think I don't know what the Lakers' chances were to get into the top four or to win the whole entire thing, but it, it was insane. It was very unlikely. Then at number ten, the Atlanta Hawks get called. Um, somewhere from ten to eight, uh, Memphis gets shot up for into the top four. I don't remember when it happened. Um, I think it was when the Washington Wizards name got called. And then, when the Atlanta Hawks get called at 8, that is when the New Orleans Pelicans uh, are announced as getting jumped up into the top 4. So that was crazy. So after the 8th pick was announced, we already knew who was a part, like, who, like we already knew 3 teams that were a part of the top 4 already. And then, uh, Chicago took a massive L, getting picked at number 7. The Phoenix Suns took a massive L, getting caught at number 6, and the Cleveland Cavaliers took uh, one of the biggest L's of the draft by falling to number 5. I'll get to that later, but and then we had to, we, now we had all the top 4. We had, The top 4 was set, they just had to pick who would win, or like what teams would be, like they had to select the order of the top 4 picks. We knew the Lakers, Knicks, uh, Grizzlies, and Pelicans were all going to be in the top 4. So they picked... Los Angeles Lakers were the number four team. Um, number three, the Knicks. They were the worst team in the NBA this season, record-wise, and by play on the court. They sucked. Um, they get the number three pick, which really, really sucks. I was kind of shocked they weren't in the top two. So then it's like, are the Grizzlies or the Pelicans going to get the first pick? The Grizzlies get called first, and then the Pelicans won. So, like, for the past few weeks... People have been like, so the Pelicans are going to try to trade Anthony Davis to the Knicks, possibly. Like, if the Knicks get their number one pick, they're going to try to trade it to the Pelicans. And then this will be a huge part of the Anthony Davis saga. But the freaking Pelicans won the lottery. Are you freaking kidding me? They had a 6% chance of winning the whole thing. And then one, that's BS. I can't believe it. I was so pissed. I would have rather the Mavericks. Won the lottery. And I'm an Atlanta fan. I'm a Hawks fan. I'm a huge Hawks fan. Uh, and then we got screwed over. I can't... Like, this was like a step above the worst scenario. The worst possible scenario that could have happened to us. We could have got the ninth and 10th pick, which would have been worse. But, you know, we got the 8th and 10th pick. We'll still get some good guys. Or we can make a trade. We can trade up, possibly. But, like, the Pelicans winning the lottery was crazy. But, let's see... Um, ESPN wrote an article, there's an article on ESPN that had the winning lottery numbers. Um, the winning lottery numbers were 4, 7, 12, and 13. Let me tell you, the Hawks were legit one freaking number away from winning the lottery. They had 7, 3, 12, and 13. Like, bro. Bro. We were so close to winning the lottery. So instead of winning the lottery, we dropped three spots and got the 8th and 10th pick, which really, really sucks. However, I want to talk about um, some of the biggest winners and losers. Obviously, the biggest winner of the lottery was the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Actually, I'm going to go with the Pelicans. The Lakers got them. They won. They are big winners after the lottery. Uh, because them jumping into the top four gives them a a pretty good package for Anthony Davis. Because now they can trade the number four pick. 
um, then packaging like Alonzo Ball, Hart, Kuzma, Ingram, any combination of that fourth pick and some young talent for Anthony Davis. So they got a good, they have a good uh, package now. Um, the Knicks kick them out some L, but the Grizzlies now they can draft a guy. They can either draft RJ Barrett or they can draft John Morant and shop Mike Conley. Um, so, they, they're in a good position there. I like what they can do, because I like John Morant, and I like R.J. Barrett. Um, so, that's a massive W. And then, obviously, the Pelicans are going to get Zion Williamson. And that, that is huge for them. So, they can trade Anthony Davis now, and possibly even trade Zion. They could possibly trade both, and just get a lot of young talent and assets. And be good going going forward into the future. Uh, but I definitely see them trading Anthony Davis. Uh, the New York Knicks, now, it sucks they don't have the number one pick. But they can still make a trade for Anthony Davis by pair. Like, I don't like their package, but they can package uh, the third pick. Like Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson together to get Anthony Davis. I don't know if that's enough. But I think that's an option. And then, uh, who else can make a trade? I think the Clippers, with their young group of young talent, I think they could possibly make a trade for Anthony Davis if they wanted to. Uh, but this puts the Pelicans in a really good spot because they can make a whole lot of moves to improve their team drastically. Or not drastically, but put them in a position to where they have young talent and a lot of good assets. So they are massive winners in this draft. Uh, losers are basically any like four the four teams in the top five uh, that didn't end up being in the top four, which is Cleveland, Phoenix, Chicago, and Atlanta. I think the biggest losers of this entire draft are the Chicago Bulls because they were I think they had the second or third highest odds to win the lottery, and they ended up in the seventh spot. So that that really sucks for them. The Atlanta Hawks were projected to get like the seventh pick and the ninth pick, so they weren't far off from that. Uh, so I, I'm not going to call them really big losers, but I mean, like if they they were one number off from winning the lottery, so that that would have been huge for the Hawks. Uh, the Phoenix Suns they're dropping back to six, but uh, they can still get a guy like Darius Garland here. They can still get a point guard that they need, or pick up somebody else that they think will be. They can pick either talent or fit. Um, so, they're still in a, a good position, even though they fell. Um, at number five, Cleveland. It will be freaking hilarious if the Cavaliers come out of the draft selecting DeAndre Hunter. I don't really like Hunter. I don't see him as a superstar. So, it would be freaking hilarious if they fell out of the top four and then got DeAndre Hunter which I think is like a diamond dozen player. He's a really good defender, but so is a lot of guys in the NBA. You can get a good defender in late in the first round, second, early in the second round. You can get a guy like Hunter, um, and those guys are not that rare. Um, so that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Like winners, losers, um, Memphis Grizzlies, they have some nice... They're in a nice spot there to get a, a guy they can build around. And John Morant or R.J. Barrett. The Knicks, I know this really sucks not not getting Zion. 
Uh, but they can still either trade up to the number one pick or trade for Anthony Davis. So they're in a good spot. They can even just keep R.J. Barrett because I really like R.J. Barrett. I think he's a nice player. Uh, here, let's go do a little mock draft a l real quick. I uh, may not go through. I'm going to go through the top ten because uh, I, I don't know a whole lot of the guys. I haven't really done a whole lot of film study or I haven't watched a whole lot of film on some of these guys. Uh, but with the first pick, obviously, that should be Zion. Um, it would be stupid if they didn't go with Williamson. But, yeah, they got to go with Zion. Number two, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I have them taking... I'm going to go with John Morant for now. Uh, John Morant's better than R.J. Barrett, in my opinion. I really like uh, John Morant. I think he, he can build around him. He can be a franchise player. I mean, I think pairing him with Jerry Jackson Jr., that would be a nice pairing. I really like them two together. And then, I like them being able to move Mike Conley and getting some good assets out of that. So, I think that'd be, th that would be... This would be the best move for the Memphis Grizzlies here. Uh, the Knicks, I have them getting R.J. Barrett. At number four, um, I would I actually believe the Lakers are going to trade this pick. However, if they stay here, I think they would get a guy like Cam Reddish. Um, I think he would be a good fit with the Lakers. With LeBron, he's a nice shooter. I think he's a nice fit. I also would consider Jarrett Culver here uh, because I do think number four is it's high for Cam, Reddish, for Cam Reddish, but I think that this is a good fit for him. Um, but in my opinion, I think they should go with probably Jarrett Culver. Um, I like this here. I like that there if they stay. Um, but Reddish, I think Culver's a better player than Reddish, but Reddish is a really nice fit with the Lakers, so I understand it stand if they went there so I got the I got reddish going here to number four number five I have hmm uh I think I'm gonna go with Jared Colburn I have uh what's his name reddish going at number four then I got Colburn going to number five number six Phoenix Suns I have them getting Darius Garland this would be a really nice pickup for them. They need a point guard. This would be a great pick for them. Number eight, I have the Atlanta Hawks. Going with DeAndre Hunter. Uh, he's a good defender, good small forward. Um, I don't love him, and so I'd hate it if the Hawks got him. I really want the Hawks to get um, anywhere from, like, uh, what's his name? Like, Nasir Little, Kevin Porter. I think we can get Kevin Porter at 10, but Kevin Porter is a beast. I've watched a little bit of him. He's a really, really good player. Um, who, who's somebody else I would like? I don't really like Cam Reddish a whole lot. I think he disappeared at Duke at times. Um, he's a good player. I just thought there were times where he really disappeared. He didn't shoot the ball well. Um, I understand that he was in a system that didn't really utilize him um, as well as it could have. Um... I like him as a shooter. I just, I want, I'd rather have somebody like Culver, Nasir Little, uh, Kevin Porter, Volvo. Um, there's another dude that I was thinking of earlier that I wanted here. Can't think of their name. Number nine, uh, Washington. You know, I don't know. Who would be here? Let's look at some mock drafts. I gotta look at some mock drafts because I'm going blank right now. Well, let's look, NBA mock, NBA draft, let's look, mock draft, I don't need to know the date of the mock draft, of the draft, I just need to see a mock draft, CBS Sports, 
Alright, let's go there. Even though I hate CBS Sports mock drafts and like every sport, I'll look at them. Um, so they have, let's look, Culver, Garland, Kobe White, and I'll see you later. Oh my god, this freaking mock draft sucks. Holy crap. Uh, okay, okay, that's right. Seku Duboya. Is that how you say his name? I don't even really know. Um, he's a guy from Germany. So, uh, yeah, I totally forgot about him. Totally forgot about him. So, do do the Wizards go with Sequoia or Sequoia Duboya at 9? Uh, they need, they need a lot. Uh, they need a lot. Did I even... I skipped Chicago, didn't I? I did skip Chicago. So the Chicago Bulls would take... Um, they would take... They need a point guard. They really do need a point guard. Um, I would have them at this point. Their best bet would probably... Would probably be going with Kobe White. I think it's a little raw. Uh, but I like him. Kobe White to Chicago Bulls at 7. Then number 8, I got the Atlanta Hawks going with... DeAndre Hunter. Washington... Um, I have them going with that guy from Germany, Sequoi, uh, Dumboya, uh, that's, this is really, like, a off the top of my head mock draft, I haven't done any scouting, I haven't done, I haven't watched any film on these dudes, I will eventually, but this is what I got for now, number 10, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, a lot of guys are, are saying that we're gonna take, uh, this dude from Texas, I don't see it, um, and I don't even see us staying with both these picks. I think we're going to trade, either trade up or trade down. Uh, but I don't think we're going to take Jackson Hayes. I really could see us going with, like, Romeo Langford, Volvo, Brandon Clark, possibly. Uh, but I'm going to say that we go with, I'm going to say that we go with Brandon Clark here. Um... I wouldn't like this. I would really like this to take Bobo. Um, maybe Jackson Hayes goes top 10 to us, but I don't really like that. We need a center who can, like, space the floor out and provide rim protection. So I like Bobo there, but I think we would go with a guy like possibly Brandon Clark. Um, number 11. Let's see. Number 11, Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, I said I was going to go do just the top 10. So that's all I'm going to do. Uh, now, that's it. That's all I have for the lottery. Now, I want to talk about the game one of the Trailblazers Warriors game. That happened uh, last night as well. It was a really good game uh, for a majority of the game. It was like a seven, a six-point game going into the fourth quarter. Eventually, the Warriors just blew out the Trailblazers. And the main reason why is the, the Trailblazers had some weird defensive strat strategy, a weird game plan where um, when the Warriors were running a pick and roll with Steph Curry, instead of sending or instead of having Cantor play up and play high and kind of hedge the screen um, and really help out whoever was getting screened, they would have Cantor or whoever the big man was, they would have him stay back. And it was letting, it was ha giving Steph Curry a wide open shot. And Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Uh, and he's like the greatest shooter of all time coming off the dribble. And he has a quick release. So this game plan sucked. Uh, I don't know what Stotts was thinking. I don't know what the Trailblazers coach was really, really wanting to accomplish here. Because that defensive game plan 
was freaking terrible. It was awful. I, like, it was ridiculously, it was ridiculous, um, insanely just dumb. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. Does he not know who Steph Curry is? Like, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. You don't leave him open. I would rather the, the Trailblazers double-team Steph Curry. Not let him have any room to breathe. And let, like, Iggy or Draymond score 30. Because that would be a lot better than Steph Curry scoring 30. Because when Steph Curry scores 30, he's scoring it in the most, like, crazy ways possible. He's hitting insane three-pointers. And his 30 just means more than someone else scoring 30. Um, it's cra It's hard to explain, and I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, so, the Trailblazers got blown out. CJ McCollum didn't really play that well. Uh, neither did Damian Lillard. They both really struggled shooting the ball. Um, and then Enos Cantor was abysmal defensively. And the Warriors were on fire without Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, the, the Warriors are going to sweep the Trailblazers. I had them winning in five, uh, but I'm confident that KD will be back soon. And the Warriors will be just fine without him, even if he has to stay out for an extended period of time. Now, tonight we have Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, which will be the Bucks versus the Raptors. That'll be really fun to watch. It'll Giannis versus Kawhi. Kawhi is coming off that crazy game winner at the end of Game 7 uh, versus the 76ers. So th that will be a really, really fun game to tune into. Um, I don't like them. I think it's a really bad matchup for the Raptors. Um, I see the Warriors killing them. Or, sorry, not the Warriors, the Bucks. Um, the, I think the Bucks are really gonna just. I think the Bucks just outmatch them with their game plan. Like they have created a roster full of shooters to surround Giannis. Giannis is unstoppable one on one. So when he gets inside the paint, a lot of teams trap and crash on him, try to trap him. And he's a good passer and he has high IQ. So he's hitting wide open shooters and they're just draining threes. It's a really good system. I love it. And I don't know if the Raptors are good enough to, like, overcome Giannis's play style. Because uh, who can guard Giannis on the Raptors? Can can Kawhi Leonard go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him defensively? I don't know if he can. I don't know if he has the size to do so. Um, so that'll be interesting. And I, I really, really like the Bucks. I, ha I had them going to the NBA Finals uh, before the playoffs. I had the Bucks and Raptors playing in the conference finals. I predicted that. My pick was right. Um, and so I just, this is just a matchup nightmare for the Raptors. To put it, to put it simply, it's just a matchup nightmare. Um, for the Raptors to win, Siakam has to play better. He's got to give a little bit more offensively. He's good defensively, but he's got he's to be more efficient and more effective on the offensive end. And Kyle Lowry just has to show up. He has to be more of a Marcus Smart. He's got to be a, a really good point guard. He's got to he's got to do more offensively. He can't be afraid to shoot the ball because he's been really passive in the playoffs, and it is extremely extremely annoying when he does that. And I hate it. Uh, but if he can do that, if he can really um, help Kawhi carry some of the scoring load. Um, and he can also be good defensively, be a good facilitator in this series. I think the Raptors, the Raptors could push it to five, maybe six games. Um, I, like, if they got to a game seven, I would be shocked. But I got the Bucks winning in five. 
But if the Raptors play their best, I, I mean, it could get to six games. I don't see that happening. I think the Bucks totally outmaxed them. It's not going to be. It's not going to be fun for Raptors fans. Uh, but before we go, I want to talk about the Hawks real quick because I had it. I had an idea for a trade for the Hawks because I'm a Hawks fan, um, and I was heartbroken when we didn't win the lottery. And not really when we didn't win the lottery, but when I heard that we were so close to winning the lottery, I was like, "Dang, that sucks." Um, but let's consider this trade. Uh, and I don't think the Pelicans would take this. Uh, but here's a trade I would offer. I would offer the 8th pick, uh, the 10th pick, John Collins, and the Cleveland Cavaliers pick we own, uh, next year. I, I'd offer that as well for the number 1 pick and, um, Solomon Hill or Etwan Moore. One of those guys, because they're really, they're kind of expensive, so I'd want to take, try to take somebody that would, um, like, that would take away some burden on their salary, on their salary cap. Uh, do the Pelicans accept that deal? Because if they do that, they could also trade Anthony Davis for a good package, um, get some good young assets, and they're looking really good for the future. I think that would be an interesting move. For the Pelicans, um, it's unlikely. I don't think they would do that. Uh, but is it a good trade? I think it is. Is that's three first rounders, a really good power forward, um, young power forward. He's looking like he's got all star potential. Then you get three first round picks, two picks this year, which you could use, and those picks will be got like glue guys. They'll be really good role players. Maybe one of them becomes a starter. and um, But these dudes aren't going to be like superstar players. You can't build your team around them. But they're kind of glue guys on some contenders. That's how I see uh, everybody outside of like Jaw, uh, Zion, RJ Barrett. I, th I see everybody outside of them as kind of glue guys. Um, I like Darius Garland a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I don't really like this draft class, to be honest. Um, it's top heavy. Uh, Zion Williamson's really good. John Morant's really good. They're both superstar-type players. R.J. Barrett can be a star. But after that, everyone else is not a is not a franchise-type player, in my opinion. There's some that I think can get to that level. Um, but for now, I think a, a majority of guys after the top three picks are glue guys. They're really they're going to play their role, have a specific role that they fill on contenders. Um, and you don't really want that in, like, a top 5 pick, a top 10 pick. You'd rather have somebody that you can plug into your lineup and be an immediate game changer, like a huge, um, have a humongous impact right off the bat. But I don't see a lot of guys having that impact, um, early on in their careers. Now, this is gonna fit, this is gonna end the podcast. I know this is a really short episode, episode, and I'm sorry about that, but I really did want to talk about the lottery. Um, didn't have a whole lot to say, I just wanted to go go talk about it and go through the whole lottery with y'all or for y'all but anyway i hope y'all enjoyed this um we are gonna have i i play we plan on having um an, a podcast this weekend where we talk about college football uh we project or we give our uh, top 10 offensive players top 10 defensive players and our top five draft eligible quarterbacks we should have that episode up this weekend 
we're going to be working on it. We plan on doing it this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. But anyway, I will see y'all next time. Peace.